Hey, I'm Abby. And I'm Isaac. And we're from the new podcast, Maculate Conception. On Starburns Audio. Do you know someone that's undergoing infertility treatment? I bet you do. Or maybe you did. Did you ever talk about it with them? Did you ever want to talk about it with some friends and not love what they had to say? We've been going through this for a long time, and we want to talk about how to talk about it. Come with us on our journey as we struggle to become parents. We hope that it makes it easier for friends and family to talk about infertility together. So join us on our journey. Previews are available now and full episodes starting October 15th. harmonization you nailed it feel free to go ahead and go ahead and write a review on this episode right now and just say started with great harmonization what part of the country does patrick live in the man who sings that song he doesn't live in this country uh any longer he's studying abroad i believe where the hell's that Elevine, no, honestly, he's probably running from the law. Because someday when we do this live, I want him to also be there live, and I want the uh well, part to go on for, like, three minutes. Mm-hmm. Really sit in it. Yeah. Like, have people just keep doing it back over and over and yeah. over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's abroad, huh? That's Patrick Keenan from the Winter Sounds. Folks, if you're getting into the Winter Sounds or you want to get into the Winter Sounds, hit up Spotify, listen to their, uh, their song, Keep It Real, right mm-hmm. now, and tell me that doesn't get your weekend started right. <laughs> right tell me that. Right tell me that doesn't kick your weekend into high gear. That's that. That that dialect ends with a stretch. Tell me you don't like yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> Sitting down or standing up. Yeah. 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 Uh, you're not. You need to stretch. You're not. Yeah. Eat, there's no way you're eating right if you're constantly. <laughs> yeah. God, just being alive is hard. <laughs> Hi, pen pallers. Hey. Uh, how much fun are you guys? We love you. We love that you listen to the show. We love that you write us letters because mm. it's your podcast and we just talk about it. That's right. Yeah, I get, feel good. I feel good today. Yeah? I don't know what it is, if it's this cocaine mm. or if it's just the fact that it's freaking today's Friday. I don't care. I don't care if you guys are out there going, yeah, but today's Wednesday when I'm hearing that. Yeah, no. guess what? Today it's Friday. Friday you in your I heart? give a fuck? Friday in I'm your hardcore. Heart. Right. This is we were voted hard most hardcore podcast last week <laughs> at the podcast awards. How about our family traditions? Oh god. I love them. Man. I love all of our reefs and episodes because of the interactions we get with you guys. We Everybody's see your writing comments. great letters. We hear what you say, we see you writing us back. Yeah. We currently have 30,000 letters. How cool is Today. that? Today, just today, we got. And who knows when this will drop? I mean, we do know. But should we go? Should we go to a letter right now? Let's go to right Let's now. Let's go to letter corner. All right, welcome to letter corner. Hi, welcome to letter corner. Would you like a letter? Here, <laughs> I, here, Daniel. Let me hand you a letter. Here, read this one. Oh, thank you, my friend. <laughs> Hi, Daniel. Hi, Rory. Hey. That is that. That's the order. It's, people, it's not the, the order. Do you say it's the order? Yes, it's not. People have spoken. It's not the order. Hi, Daniel. Hi, Rory. Hope you're both well and in top physical form. Hmm. I don't know if that's true for When's me. The, what's the most top physical form you've ever been in college? 
college soccer. college soccer yeah. team more yeah. than likely uh I can give the exact I can give mine too. My my best shape I've ever been November of 2002. Really? 100%. I bet mine October, was October November 2002. December 2001 is the best shape I've ever been in. God, just that fired up after 9/11. I really was. Yeah. yeah you I started was... hitting the gym, you started eating right, you started mm-hmm. cardio became mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. All right, I hear you. Mm-hmm. How why do you know it was that time? What do I know? Oh, because because of soccer. Yeah. Because I, I even at the time I remember like I'm in my best shape. Like I registered it then, and I've just always remembered. Yeah. John Krasinski, who got like super yoked for that movie Thirteen Hours. Yeah. He said like, yeah, you gain you gain the muscle and the weight, and you're doing all this stuff. And he's like, then there's one day where you get out of the shower and you're like drying off, and you're like, holy shit. And he's like, I'll never forget that moment. With the rest of it. <laughs> like, oh, and he had like a six pack that day, and he's still in great shape now. Like he's kind of maintained that he's doing the Jack Ryan stuff. Yeah. But he wasn't like insane movie star action shape yeah and he was like i'll forget i'll remember that moment for the rest of my life i wonder if i'll ever have a moment like that where i look in the mirror and like god there's my abs well it depends on what type of work you want to do i honestly i just want to get into do you kind of wish like, you could get a role? car sales <laughs> i don't know if you need abs for that but what if you got a role where they're like hey so you need to be kind of yoked out for this would you be like awesome <sighs> it'd, probably I love be, the excuse. it'd probably be the only reason it ever happened so chris pratt did yeah he literally was they were like if you want to play this role if you want to play this role. Nope. Uh, nope. Do not do that to Patrick. Do not slander him or his work. Um, I don't know if slander's the that right was a riff. term. I was just riffing it. It was like a cover riff. Yeah. Uh, but he, they were like, yeah, you got to you gotta look like this. If You, you can't like, be the head of a Marvel action movie. <laughs> and be, just slobby, dude. Dude, he was like 300 pounds on Parks and Rec. Speaking of Chris Pratt, our first letter actually comes from someone who's definitely seen a movie with Chris Pratt in it at some point. Here we go. Oh, you're probably right. You're very right. Okay. I can't imagine how much training you must be doing to get in shape for, for the podcast. A lot. Mm-hmm. Anyway, at a recent barbecue, a friend of mine asked, quote, if you had to start a cult, what would you call it? And what would be your cult ideology and rules? I would just like to interrupt. That person more than likely read a book in the car after parking that said how to start conversations at a party. <laughs> Number one, ask people how they'd start a cult. That one will go a long way. Get into their ideology and what they would name it. <laughs> and then be on your way to making friends. God, these ribs are incredible. Let me ask you guys something. If you could brainwash a large group of people, how would you do how it? How would you do it? What would you call it? Wouldn't it be great if you said that to somebody and they were like, well, actually, I'm a member of an organization right now. We're not a cult, but yeah. I'd love to talk if you want no, to come to a meeting. No, we're an organization. Right. Um, okay, so yes. What would you call it? What would be your cult ideology and rules? Because rules are very important. Oh, yeah, sure. Let me just get some more mac and cheese, and then I will join you in this conversation. You know what? I think I was going to go see if the uh, potato salad got too yeah. warm, but Why I'll come back to this. you sit down, and I swear to God, I'll come over to you. I swear to God, I'll come I'll find over you. to you. I'll I find will you. find you. I'll find you. <laughs> Did you guys say you need more lemonade? Okay. Needless to say, I ran directly home from the barbecue to write you both. That's Rob. Could could have gotten in his car. And with the book. Chose not to. Right. Ran home. Ran. <laughs> uh, ran home to write, us, write to us. So, what would your cult be? P.S. After going down a rabbit hole of cult Googling, I found there's a cult called the Pastafarians, also known as the Church of Flying Spaghetti Mon- of the Flying Spaghetti Monster. This is a real religion that is legally recognized in the Netherlands. I honestly have no idea how to describe it to you any further, so I'll leave a Wikipedia link that let that lets you both see for yourselves. And then there's the link. Love the pod. Love the pod. Looking forward to hearing more. 
your best bud, Rob. I, I bet the book also told him that. Like, start signing off your best friend because then people will feel the same way. Mm. You'll tell them that you're good friends. So the question for us, Rory, is if we were cult starting, what would we do? Did you find the Pastafarians? I didn't, but, I mean, it's uh, cults are so interesting. I mean, imagine the fragility of the human mind to so desperately want to believe in something or be a part of something or like how lost are you i don't know i that's the thing i think the i don't even know that we can say they're lost because i couldn't even tell you if we are unknowingly participating in something also that we just don't see dude i feel like you're starting a cult on me right now and you're like trying to change the way i think about i mean things. yeah yeah dude <laughs> Yeah, dude. This is my this is my cult, dude. Um, I, I feel that, dude. Uh, God, what? I mean, I, I feel like my cult would just be super fun. Well, you need chance. It's not going to be religious oriented. I don't. I, I'm not like, hey, join my cult because I know what happens when you die. Like, I don't know how it's not a red flag for people to just when someone goes, hey, I understand the afterlife. To go, okay, well, that's all I needed to hear. But I know, like, but literally any single person who's like. Anyways, Keep going. here's I know about higher power. Okay, okay, right. okay. And Thank you. What? Uh, yeah, but how, what are the people who are like? And <laughs> they, also, they want they want to be a part. Think of, of it. how many cults never get off the ground because we only hear about the good ones, right? The ones that work that get nine hundred people to drink poison or whatever. Right. But you never hear about the one that he got, he like this guy or girl got like two people and then could never get to that third. Couldn't get that pyramid scheme going. Right. I mean, those have got to be the weirdest ones. I mean, but think about some of those names right there, like the Pastafarians who worship what? I don't know. We didn't find the Wikipedia. Pasta? You, I think you were just trying to get into your old MySpace page. Well, no, I, well I went into MySpace, also a cult. <laughs> Facebook, also a cult. Instagram, also cult. a cult. Cult, 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 cult. Social media, cult, cult, cult. I went to How to Start a Cult just because. You did? Yeah. It brings up, you know that Netflix documentary, uh, Wild Wild Country, Yeah, I did think? you watch that? I watched some of it. The Rajneeshi? It's some it just scares me. It scares me to see people well, they wanted allowing themselves to become brainwashed to believe something or to participate in something or be a part of something. It's so Well, they just found a lot of people who wanted to like shirk the civilization quote, I don't know, like responsibility, whatever, the structure of our current world. Right. And so they wanted free of that, and then that kind of seemed to come along with a lot of free sex. And then they didn't have to worry about it. I think that's the thing, too. Some people are like, oh, you're going to be in control? And you just tell me what color to wear and when to eat breakfast and when to go to bed? Like, I don't have to think? Do you, do you want to hear an interesting fact about, it, about cults? Sure. Cults, uh, cults members are you and me. Cults are not made up of community outsiders, loners, or weirdos. Studies of populations of major cults by religious sociologists report that their membership generally follows a similar profile. Sociologist Eileen Baker Barker confirmed that cult recruits tend to come from conventional, highly respectable, often middle-class homes with traditional family values. Typically, they had happy relationships with their parents and good academic backgrounds. In other words, they are most likely made up of people like you. Yeah, but see, that's what I'm saying. They were part of the. They were so much part of the structure: the cul-de-sac, the minivan, the the after-school programs in high school, the college degree. That that people who are 
need. You mean they're in a system? They need a, a they system want out. to keep going. Yeah, or they want out, so they go looking for a cult. So they oh. they come from such a rigid framework already oh. that the cult gives them like, oh, I can break free of all this shit. That's wow. what I want. Yeah. If the people who are, who aren't a part of anything, they don't want a cult because they're like, I don't. I, I'm living a no framework. Or life. do they also want a cult? Only they. Are like God. Just get me in the system where I have a job and I'm paying taxes. Well, the homeless guys is in being Wild, Wild alive, Country did not want to be in that cult. Is just being alive and a part of the United States is that a cult? Is being a part of anything a cult? I mean, you're signing up for a way of living that's being told to you by somebody else. Yeah. The every po- day in class, every day in school, I went to a private Catholic school. Uh-huh. We said the Lord's Prayer, the uh-huh. Our Father, I think. Okay, so here you go. And then, we did, and then we did the Pledge of Allegiance. Okay. You know what's so interesting? Like, now that I don't go to church, and I, I have been to church with family for different occasions, sure. yeah. it's now so clear to me how strange what's happening at church is when everyone's reciting a prayer together or singing a song together. It's mm-hmm. like, I don't know that this is so different than what all of these people believe is a weird cult. Right. That's what I'm saying. Where they're like, oh, yeah, but they do this weird thing. It's like, I don't think you're aware that you're also doing this weird thing. I know, because you're indoctrinated. (laughs) Exactly. You you were born doing it. Your parents were born doing it. Your grandparents were born doing it. So it seems so normal to you. This is what I say to people. I'm like, yeah, Scientology is crazy, right? They think that aliens are going to come back, and who's ever the most pure is who gets to get on the ship. So you better make yourself pure while you're on this planet. And Mm -hmm. you can get pure by giving us a lot of money. So... Yeah, that's I crazy. Think all that. I don't think it's gonna. Okay, okay. But then I tell people, I'm like, yeah. Do you also understand that if you're Catholic, if you're buying into it, you you're either participating and not buying in, but either way, you're participating, or you're completely buying in. That every single Sunday, you put some bread and some wine in your mouth, and literally, once it crosses your lips, it becomes the blood and body of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. That you have now, a, a miracle just happened with this guy in a robe standing in front of you. Mm-hmm. He just literally put another dead human's flesh into your mouth once it touched your tongue. Yes. But you're like, yeah, those Scientology people are fucking weird. Exactly. And I'm like, you, no, you just don't think this thing, other thing's weird because you, everybody's been doing it since your great, 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 great grandmother. Yeah. But it's just as I'll weird. tell you it's not weird. Just doing a lot of mushrooms and laying in a field and being like, I'm pretty sure I talked to a higher power. You're like, yeah. yeah. I, to me, that makes the most sense. And I you mean, know what? I'm going to get letter upon letter from all of you fans about my own personal mushrooming because you're all narcs. <laughs> but just know this. I'm cool as shit, and I do. I do psilocybin. Okay, I'm that's cool my church too. That's my cult. You got me into your mushroom cult, right there. Let's get back to this question. How, how would you start it? Mine would be psilocybin. Here, here is what. What's if psilocybin? You're in my, the magic mushrooms. Oh, okay. See, I don't know. Can we? Can I'm we announce? Cool. Can we? Uh, I want to talk about Petaluma if we can. Oh, for a I, I just did Ryan Singer's podcast where I talked all about me doing it. I got Daniel Vaniel Canyon doing mushrooms for the first time, floating down a river weeks ago. Really getting him to. You know, really getting to expand his mind. Um, you kept telling me, you're like, bro, that third eye is about to open. We're going to rip that third eye open. We're going we're gonna to clean it. We're going to clean all the dust off that third eye. Let's start seeing <laughs> seeing the future and the past simultaneously. It was great, man. It's, it's, it's the best. My cult would be uh, every Sunday we eat mushrooms and we float down a river. On uh, it, it, on pool floats and and it is uh, it is about opening up yourself to another 
like uh, dimension, dimensional bro. thought and having fellowship with people who are on that river. That's right. God, that's exactly Dude, when right. We, when we were on that river, at one point, me or somebody said to you when we stopped a little bit there, Yeah, uh, Rory, how you doing? And you were like kind of crouched down and you go, I am soaring right now. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, that's the best answer. <laughs> oh, man. I was. I was feeling it. Oh, we hung out with Gandalf's brother, Randolph. Do you Randolph? remember when you threw uh, like a ball or something to me? And I, I like didn't even, I like yes. caught it the way, like I, my eyes could have been closed and I just caught it like yes. a shaman. Yes. Uh, God, we had such a good time. We did. And then I went off by myself. Jeff Tate was uh, Gandalf's brother, Randolph. Randolph. You know what's funny, too, is recounting what you experienced on pot or mushrooms to other people. They're like, I wasn't there. I can't connect. I, know, I don't get right. it. And you're like, ah. But listen how fun it is. What would you? What would your cult be? That's, that would happen every Sunday in my cult. Yeah. Monday night, karaoke night, cocktails. <laughs> I don't know that mine's as fun, really. But I have this issue with organized religion where I'm like, it, so in my family, we're religious and... Catholic? Kind of like non-denominational, Presbyterian church, but... They're more just really about loving Jesus. Mm, non-committal. Okay, cool. I don't know how that gets into heaven, but go ahead. <laughs> and so we do this thing on birthdays where everybody, like, we hold hands, stand in a circle, and we hold hands, and then somebody brings in the goat. I can't even finish my own. <laughs> <laughs> I just saw. And anyways, there's a there's a candle sticking out of the goat. We sing happy birthday, and then we sacrifice the goat, and then eat it. And then... Uh, um uh, no, we say it in a circle, and then, like, somebody will say the prayer about, like, oh, you know, dear Heavenly Father, it's Rory's birthday, and I just want to, you know, Rory's just... And then they say all these great things, like, under the guise of, like, a prayer. Is this real? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. They, like, my Aunt Connie or somebody would, like, say the prayer, lead, you know, they'll say the prayer for Rory's birthday or my birthday, whatever. And they'll do, like, um, they'll say so many nice things about you in this prayer. And my whole thing is, like, how about we stand in a circle, hold hands... And look at each other and say this. Why do we? Why it's his eyes closed? Oh, heads everyone's down. got their eyes closed. He, they're praying. Uh, it's harder. So, to, it's harder to with your eyes open. It's hard, it's tougher. I know, but isn't it better? Because this is what this is what's kind of happening. I, if I was the one leading the prayer, I'd be saying all these great things about you and our friendship, and I love you, and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. By praying, I'm kind of sending it up to the satellite of Jesus, and then he's bouncing it back down to you. Yeah, my cult would literally be like. You look at people. Yeah. Let, let's do this here. You want to? We'll have a church. I'm mm-hmm. not going to call it a church, but instead of me coming up here and like we point all this stuff at a cross. Yeah. Uh, I, I'll get, somebody will lead us and give a speech that week about listening to each other or like yeah. giving back to your community, and it doesn't have to be like under the guise of this Bible. Like they'll just tell you like, hey, here's some maybe lessons for being good people, and then yeah. like, does anybody here today have anything that they just want? people to be thinking about them or checking out like yeah my my dad has cancer and i you know it's really hard on my family right now so if people could just keep us in their positive energy thoughts and if yeah. you see him on the street and ask how i'm doing like that would be beautiful so just right out of the gate we now know my cult is way more fun i said oh, i Go said down that river i said on that mushrooms. i said karaoke night you're over here talking about people getting to know each other and I know, love each other shitty. it's like it sounds get like out. i know but i really wish it was more of that <laughs> could we combine ours do you want to know the best part of my cult yeah. Every Tuesday, no matter what time of year, uh-huh. we go trick or treating. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have to dress up? You have to dress up. Okay. And when people open their doors and they look confused, you also go, "Oh, oh my god." Ugh. That's ugh. 
That's why you have a calendar. <laughs> right. And then you walk off. Well, do you, can we think of a name? For for Halloween? For, Mine? For fake Halloween? My cult would be face-to-face. <laughs> oh, you mean the cult name? Yeah. Because that's how I want people to face to like bring face to face with your issues, your challenges, your friendships, your love, face to face. Okay, I get that. Mine would be RRGT, Rip Roaring Good Times. <laughs> Yours is going to win. <laughs> Dude, your cult's going to win. My cult's not going to get off the ground. I might try to start this cult. Rip and Roaring you got, Good Times? And honestly, listeners, if you're like, I'm interested, I, I, I think I want to participate in the cult. Sure, you're going to DM. Mm-hmm. You're going to go to the, the pen pals pod at Gmail, blah, blah, blah. Write your emails. No, we're not letting jerks in. Right. Jerks will not get in. In fact, the only way that you can join mine is you have to go through Daniel Vaniel Daniel's cult first. <laughs> I'm the vet. And he has to clear you <laughs> that you're able to now be a chill person to hang out on a river. You will uh, get up there at karaoke night. You're not uh, going to sit back and just go, oh, I'll watch. No, you will participate. Okay, so we first need to get shirts. If we're going to do this, we're first in a good time. Yeah, but you can't get that shirt until you've bought a shirt that says, I go face to face. I go face to face, and on the back it goes, and I end up with rip roaring good times. (laughs) I go face to face. Every single person is like, all right, what's this? Like a Dick's Last Resort? Like, what is it? Big Johnson t shirt? Oh, my God. Remember those? God, do I ever. And we wore those as kids, and parents were okay with it. How many do you remember? The actual shirt. Oh, I, I, remember. I couldn't name one. Really? I just remember the idea of them. Big Johnson, Poker, and Casino. Or no, Big Johnson, Casino. Poker in the poker front. Poker in the front. Uh, liquor in the back. No, liquor in the front, poker in the rear. And That's that, what that was. And That's that, what that and was. And you were 10. I know. You were 10. And I know. you were wearing, big, as a big, t-shirt, you were wearing a trucker's hat. Big Johnson. <laughs> big Johnson Fire Department. Find them hot, leave them wet. I, this, I remember these. These had a profound impact on your life. Oh, they were big. Remember the other one? Co-ed big Naked Johnson Volleyball. T-shirt. Folks, hit us up with some Big Johnson uh, t-shirts that you remember. What was Big? Jo- what was the volleyball one? Co-ed Naked Volleyball? You don't remember that one? Mm-hmm. That was another one. No. Oh, my God. I just remember, like, why was it okay that we wore those? I don't know. We wore those, and yet parents were like, if you listen to heavy metal, you worship Satan. Well, what if I wear this T-shirt that right. says I love big dicks? Right. Well, then you're a normal kid <laughs> who plays on a traveling soccer you know, squad. You know what else was around that time? <laughs> Maybe this wasn't didn't make it over to where you were. These shirts that had like neon hyper-colored frogs with sunglasses. Yeah, on. I remember that. What I remember was, that. What, I, was, what was that? It was like the peace frogs, I think, wasn't it? Some wasn't like, it like peace frogs? They wore sunglasses and like they gave like a peace yeah, sign? Yeah, or they were just like super hyper-colored. Yeah. Remember what hyper-color? I know. Is uh, hyper-color back? And if not, why Why not? not? (laughs) Okay, I want to wrap this up, but we face to face, rip roaring good times. I mean, so here's the deal: we should create a face to face shirt. Yeah. Okay. You, you, the only way you can get a link to buy it is you have to send us an article about your, like a letter about yourself. Some people are already doing that. So if you're already doing that anyway, put in there. Also include this as my application for face to face. Yeah. Once you get that, if you get approved, and I'm not, I won't approve everybody. You'll get a link (laughs) to buy a face to face shirt. The amount of work this is going to become. Also, side, and also, this is the asterisk. 
all of this could not happen also. 100%. Like, don't think just because you send this letter, you're going to get these things. We may never make this merch. We may never start these cults. You cannot hold us to this. Right. And that's just, and that right there, the fact that all this could be a lie, that right there is a rip-roaring good time. So then you'll get your face-to-face shirt. After you've after a certain amount of time of you being a I go face-to-face, you will then get a link with the opportunity to buy a rip-roaring good time you've hat. Been, and that means you've so been you cleared. So you can wear both. You've been cleared. You've been yeah, cleared. And you then, get a hat. You can wear them at the same time. Right. So now... If you come to a live show or any of our stand-up shows, yeah. you can represent that you've gone face-to-face and you are now having a ripper on good time. The hat will just be like nice RRGT. That's all it'll be. And it, no one, only you. Only you and other other rip-roarers. And I'll tell you this. You and I have never had this conversation before. This is born out of this moment. And anybody who thinks that we are this deliberate does not know us. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's a first letter. And we have our cults. God, and we've got and we and we now have cults. Face to face. We now have cults. RRGT. <laughs> face to face RRGGG. All right. Thank you so much for sending that in, Rob. Good uh, for you, Rob. I hope oh, that, I love uh, it. Obviously, you're trying to start a cult. Here's my uh suggestion. Stop going to these weird barbecues, dude. Yeah. Stop going to these weird barbecues. And also, and also quit acting like someone asked you that question because, Rob, you know it was you. Yep. You know it was you, and Rob. And you didn't get kicked out. You didn't leave the party. You got kicked out. And you ran home. Yep. And you took the basketball. And they were all going to play after they ate. They were going to play horse. And you had the only ball. All right. I like Rob. I like a guy who lives his too. life like that. Sincerely, <laughs> Daniel Van Kirk and Ranran Scanyon. This episode is brought to you by Galley Foods. What's for dinner tonight? If you're tired of hearing that nagging question, Galley is the answer. They're a meal delivery service that does all of the cooking for you. Every day, their team of professional chefs prepares fully cooked dinners, so the only work you have to do is turn the oven on. Their menu rotates daily with options like filet mignon with poblano salsa, crab cakes, romesco chicken, and more. They cook with fresh ingredients, sourced locally whenever possible, and best of all, there are no subscriptions. Simply order whenever you need dinner, delivered to your doorstep. Let Galley handle cooking tonight so that you can spend time doing the things you love with the people you love. Head to galleyfoods.com podcast to get $20 off your first order. Again, that's galleyfoods.com podcast and discover the magic of Galley today. Hey guys, your pen pals are here. And we want to talk to you about Keeps. Keeps is designed for guys who want to stop hair loss. With their scientific and affordable approach managed entirely on Keeps.com, Keeps is the easiest way to stop hair loss before it's too late. And it's very relatable. There's a lot of people out there. You're like, oh, I have a little less hair than I Mm -hmm. used to. I wonder if there's anything I can possibly do. (laughs) Is there a solution? Yes. There are two clinically proven medications that let you keep your hair. And now they're inexpensive and they're easy to get. Yep. You don't have to lose your hair if you don't want to. And Keeps really works. They offer the only two FDA-approved hair loss products clinically proven to keep the hair you have. No BS, just science. And it's totally safe. These are generic versions of medications that have been around for a while, but now they are cheaper and easier to get. And that's why we want to tell you about Keeps because for for five minutes now and just a dollar a day— You'll never have to worry about hair yeah. loss. The sign up again. Sign up takes less than five minutes. Mm-hmm. You answer a few questions. You snap some photos. 
of your uh, your head, and a licensed doctor remotely reviews your information and recommends the right treatment for you, all without ever having to leave your couch. That's right. The doctor never leaves your couch. Guys, <laughs> ever. <laughs> Guys, I actually uh, went through the process of this and checked it all. It is so easy to do. And as I said, they offer versions of the only two FDA-approved hair loss products out there. Keeps is only $10 to $35 a month. Plus, now you can get your first month free. free. That is a hell of a deal to for, for getting to keep your hair. Yeah. There's so no, quit putting it yep, off. You're agreed. putting it off. That's what you're doing. You're agreed. insecure about it. You're worried about it. Will it work? There's a lot of scams out there. Mm-hmm. We're telling you right now, there's no reason to put it off any longer. You can stop your hair loss today, and it's very easy to do. Sign up with Keeps. Yep. To receive your first month off of treatment for free, go to keeps.com slash pals. That's K-E-E-P-S dot com slash pals. That's a free month of treatment at keeps.com slash pals. Keeps. Hair today. Hair tomorrow. Hey, palers. There's nobody on the planet like you. I believe that because you're my friend. So why would you buy a generic mattress built for anyone else? Helix Sleep built a sleep quiz that takes two minutes to complete, and they use the answers to match your body and sleep performance to the perfect mattress. Whether you're a side sleeper, hot sleeper, like a plush or firm bed with Helix, there's no more guessing or confusion. So just go to helixsleep.com slash pals, P-A-L-S, take their two-minute sleep quiz, and they'll match you to a mattress that will give you the best sleep of your life. I love you, Helix. So for couples, Helix can even split the mattress down the middle, providing individual support needs and feel preferences for each side. They have a 10-year warranty, and you get to try out a Helix mattress for 100 nights risk-free. Right now, Helix is offering up to $125 off all mattress orders. So get up to $125 off at helixsleep.com slash pals, P-A. L-S. That's helixsleep.com slash pals for $125 off your mattress order. One more time, helixsleep.com slash pals. Come on down to We are back. <laughs> Thanks for listening to those ads. You're on a vacation at Ranrin's Canyons. Uh, Rory and I can tell you that those ads you just heard, we only, we literally only advertise for stuff that we like. We get asked, and if we don't like it, we say no. So if you heard those ads and they apply to something you might want in your life, you support us uh, by uh, buying those things or uh, supporting those companies. Okay. We have another letter, Rory. We have a letter right here. Right here. Um, I I like when the backup singer sings like a lead singer. He's supposed to support, but he's like, and I'm in the background. Hey, tone down, Greg. Yeah, hey, Greg. Greg, 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 Greg. You're at 11, dude. Let's bring it down to negative like three. Michael McDonald would sing back up on that <laughs> yeah. Christopher Cross song. And no, I've that was that such was, a long way to go. I think that's, uh, I don't think that's, uh, who'd you say it was? So Christopher Cross sang Ride Like the Wind. Yeah. And Michael McDonald Michael in the McDonald. background taking over. Can I tell you, when you said Michael McDonald, for some reason I thought you said Michael Bolton. Oh. Is that weird? He sings his own backup in some songs. But but it, I, why did I hear Michael Bolton when you clearly said Michael know. McDonald? Did you already think Michael Bolton before? Why? Also, why bring in Michael McDonald and be like, dude, I want you to do as little as possible. You got my yeah. Such a long way to go. Such a That's long it. way to go. And they're like, you know what? We'll just cut and paste that every time. You don't have to keep doing Like the wind. Rock the wind. <laughs> Great song. We're probably going to get sued. All right, Rory, you've got it. Here we go. To Let's the grab letters. a letter. 
There we go. Hey, pen pals, I don't know if this is suitable to talk about on the show. I already like it. Mm -hmm. But I am currently stuck in a rut in life and could use some thoughts on it. For the past seven years of my life, most of my 20s, I've struggled with anxiety and panic attacks. This manifests as agoraphobia, a fear of being away from a place of safety, i.e. my house. Things have been very up and down the past few years, and I have been on a medication and seen many professionals about it. I work as a landscape photographer, which has been next to impossible to travel and take new photographs the past two years. This kills me as it is my passion. Have you any tips on how to kick myself in the ass to get working on overcoming these problems and get out of this rut? Your pen pal, Brian. Gonna call you Bri Bri. Hope that's okay. I do too. Mm. Um... That's this is a tough one because yeah. this uh, th this I wonder if it is simply a case of how to kick yourself in the ass and you know I like I, I think there's a part of us that wants to believe it is just having this pep talk with yourself going all right come on you can do it but like is it as simple as that I don't know have you ever dealt with anybody suffering from agoraphobia I don't think so Me no either. yes no. I don't even know but I will say this I do I feel like. And I could be totally wrong. And again, and we say this all the time, anytime we get like a letter that's even slightly a little bit more serious than other ones, and this one I think is it falls into this category, a reminder, mm -hmm. we are simply entertainers throwing our opinion out there. We could be dead wrong about everything we're saying. But we care and our heart's we in the care, right place. Our heart's in the right place. So here's what I wonder. I wonder if something like agoraphobia is something that slowly manifests over a period of time. And here's why I throw this out there. Okay. Because I love never leaving my house to a point where I wonder, will this just continue to get worse to a point where you feel like you I don't can't. even want to go get gas. I don't even want to go get groceries. But you feel like you can't. See, that's the thing. I wonder if it could grow into that. Yeah. Even when I have like a spot to do, I'm like, ah, I just want to stay home. I don't know if that, now here's the thing. That could be a totally other thing. And see, that's the crazy thing. Could be like, oh, you're just lazy. <laughs> but no, that's, just... that's a crazy thing. Somebody could say to you, well, Rory, you love doing stand-up. You would stop doing that. Or they'd be like, but you love golf. So you would keep going outside. Uh, let's look at Brian's letter here. Not necessarily true. The thing that is your passion, the thing that is your love, this could still prevent you from doing that. Exactly. So I only throw that out there as a, it's something that maybe that manifests. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's true. I'm only throwing it out right. there because that's my own personal situation. Where I'm like, oh, I do love being at home. If I continually find reasons to not leave my house, will that then become I think if the, a, a if mental fear, block that I can't overcome? Yeah, I think if the anxiety or fear starts, like maybe in the early days, you're a person, and, and it's possibly you, but a person isn't acknowledging the fear or anxiety. They're just yeah. like, no, I'm just being comfortable. I just like being here. Right. And maybe once that starts to take over, that's when you're like, oh, it's more than what I want. It's what yeah. I'm actually anxious about or I'm afraid of. Yeah. I. That's also like, that, man, that's so heartbreaking too, knowing that you'd have to get on a lot of flights and you don't even want to go down the street. And yet you got to go to the airport and you got to fly to go and take these... Uh, photos of of landscapes um okay well he's okay brian says that this manifests as agoraphobia a fear of being away from a place of safety i.e my house things have been very up and down the past few years and i have been on medication and seen many professionals about it so kudos brian on that level man you're 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 trying to get help you're, you're taking inventory of where you are at in your life yeah and where you're at literally your house um so i i, I 
so the idea is, is like, is that a separate question though, Rory, than like a rut? But you know, here's, you know what I mean? Those could be two. Because what if he's a writer, so he wouldn't need to leave his house? He could suffer from agoraphobia and have a creative block in his life. And those sure. could be separate. So it's feeling like a rut, a, com- a completely separate issue from suffering from agoraphobia. I mean, th- we're talking about seven years of his life he's Man. dealt with this. Most of his 20s. Um, I feel for you, brother. But here's what I wonder. And again, I know nothing. Right. Do you like, do you start slow? Do you go, all right, every day at 11 a.m., I'm walking down the street and then coming home? Is that like a thing? Do you go, all right, I'm going to walk down the street. But even if that gets you out of the house, does that help you with your rut? I don't, but I'm just saying if it helps, like, slowly I'm sure that get there's yourself gotta be, back into the rhythm right. of getting out right. of your house. Refer, uh, see see the uh, earlier comment of us just being entertainers, but, yeah. I, but I bet there has to be some sort of school of treatment that is that, uh, literally, and I'm, not and making I'm, a joke here, but, but uh, what about Bob? Right. Baby steps. Exactly. Like, like yeah. just go out to your porch, sit on your porch for an hour, and then go back inside. Or yeah. stand in your front yard. Or try to walk to the end of the street and come right back. Like, you've got to do some sort of gradual thing, like you were saying, right? Agoraphobia agoraphobia, uh, often develops after having one or more panic attacks. It can lead to various fears, such as the fear of open spaces and the fear of places where escape is difficult, such as elevators. Agoraphobia can make it difficult for a person to leave uh, their house. Mm-hmm. Um, can it be cured? In order for the panic disorder and agoraphobia to be cured, only two things need to be learned. The panic attack, no matter how severe it is, no matter what the circumstances, will not cause the affected individual to lose control of himself or herself. Um, well, that's interesting. Yeah. Have you ever had a panic attack? Yeah. Have what you? What was it? What? I think I was, I was really young. And I just couldn't, I was like, I couldn't stop feeling upset. Like I felt, it felt cyclical. Right. Like the more I was upset, the longer I stayed upset, the longer I stayed upset, the more I upset I was. Right. Um, and I remember it really felt like I couldn't get people to understand me. Like right. I felt like I wasn't, like nobody was listening to me. Right. You know, and my mom was really, she's a nurse and she was just really good about being like, you know, Danny, I'm listening. I'm, you know, and I think right. she just kept encouraging me that until I settled down. And I do tend to have dreams where I miss, like, uh, somebody doesn't understand what I meant. Yeah, it's like a nightmare. And even in my real life, if I feel like I someone misheard me or I had a negative response to something because they didn't understand what I said or I messed up, uh, it 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 oh, it sends me into a yeah feeling like shit. I've had some strange panic attacks. I don't know. I I think I. I don't really know what they are. It's where I just feel completely disconnected. Mm-hmm. And like my thoughts are just like crazy. I'm just like, what is going on? It's almost like when you smoke too much and you like start to have a little bit of a paranoid yeah. panic. Um, or I even have it like on mushrooms too, where I've just been like, whoa, what in the that's, fuck? Don't like, say where that. It's not going to help your cult. It's not going to help your cult numbers. It's going to weed some people out. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. going to weed out the weak ones. <laughs> um, but I just wonder if, uh, I wonder like what, uh, what that is like there there's even a part of me where I'm like oh was that a panic attack <laughs> like I don't really fully understand if like oh is that what I had I'm pretty I felt like it like yeah but then I've heard people and I understand the severity of panic attacks sure. you know scale Various, of one to yeah. ten it's right, like right. well one is still a panic attack to, but if, you know it, so is ten that's like, what I was say if you only ever have threes that's that's your ten yeah yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> exactly yeah. um but it's uh yeah, I don't know. I don't know uh, what the solution is to 
to figuring out how to I think we're also getting caught up on the the stuck in a rut. But I will say you're right, though, that it is tied together. Because if you read Brian at the end, he says, you have any tips on to kick myself in the ass get, get to get working on overcoming these problems and get out of this rut? Yeah. So he's even saying, I think, that they are tied together for him. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's saying that this rut is, I have this passion, I'm good at this thing, and I'm having a hard time going and doing it because of my fear of... Leaving the house and perhaps having another panic attack. I wonder if it's like cause and effect. You're out in public, you have a panic attack, so now you associate, oh, when I ha- I'm i in public, and that's when these happen. And then you just have to develop this fear, and then you almost manifest your own thing, manifest destiny. Like, oh, yeah, I was out in public and had a panic attack because I thought I would Yeah, kind of thing. But Should we try? What? To give some ideas? I throw out some ideas. I mean, who knows? We we th- when we say full disclosure, we don't know what we're talking about. That's right. it. Doesn't mean we just stop talking. We're right. gonna still throw something out there, but you know, take it with a grain of salt. Or uh, well, I like your it, idea. If you're the kind of person sitting there going, "Look, I don't think you're professionals. You guys should not be saying anything." We're going to say something, but we're also agreeing we're not professionals, and also no one has to take this advice. Right. I like your idea. So what if, and maybe Brian lives in an apartment building, or Brian lives in a house try some baby steps where you can very quickly get back into your safe place but stepping out of it do your passion while you're trying that so my point is is like maybe there's some amazing photos you could take in your front yard mm-hmm. maybe there's an amazing photo you can take in your apartment building's hallway mm-hmm. and 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 keep and kind of maybe possibly i don't know if you lean in on the idea that you are servicing your passion, maybe it'll make it easier to not think about the fact that you're away from your home. And I'm not talking about getting on a plane right away. Right, yeah, That's yeah. down the road. Yeah. But, if, but let's just say like... Definitely flying the plane is way, way, That's way, way down, down the road. road. Yeah. Um, but like, let's say there's on your city block or your residential street, there's an amazing tree that you love. Just be like, I'm going to go take some photos of that tree. I can get back home really quick, but man, I love this photo. I love this shot. Yeah. And I would say build it there. Like don't think about the fact that you're like, oh, they just they just opened that new tomb in Egypt. I should be there taking photos of that. Like that's a that's a lot. Yeah. Let's just start yeah. small. And also that's the kind of jobs Dan thinks you're wrangling. Taking yeah. pictures of tombs. Well, if he's not, I don't respect him and we shouldn't have read this letter. Well, all right. So, Brian, you are out of our lives. I hope that helps. (laughs) (laughs) We'd still appreciate it. If you want to go face to face, you're more than welcome to apply for that. Yep. I would. I I wonder if it is go down the street, try to go further, try to stay out longer. I feel like what I'm saying is is just so basic and maybe ridiculous. It's just the first thing that comes to my mind. Lots of meditation. I think learning how to internally deal with this. uh, I, I, I couldn't say that meditation is a solution. I'd say it's a potential solution if you can figure out how to meditate, how to control your breathing. Well, when you said you're feeling when like I when I have these things as, say, what as, do you do? as live entertainers, you know, you're about to go on stage for for a so big what I was thinking. This a big is what I was thinking. a big show or mm-hmm. or they're about to say action on a thing that you're you know, a, a, your first big shot at like really trying to do something and prove yourself, you know, mm-hmm. and not just in, you know, that's that's our field that we're in, but I mean Everybody's in that situation where you kind of get short of breath and you're nervous and because of your breathing and your heart pounding, your brain shuts down. And then you're like, oh, my God, am I going to go on stage and forget every joke? But if you can learn to 
control your breathing and control your heart rate, you don't shut your brain down and you're able to stay focused. And it's, it's tough to do. It's very, I think the older you get, it's harder, harder to do. I think the brain for all these years of your life is just filled with so many files of things that it becomes chaos inside your mind. And you try to figure out, well, how do I empty out some of the cobweb psilocybin? How do I get rid of some of the trash in my brain magic mushrooms? And like, how do I get into a cult? Um, or um, mm-hmm. I'm really, but, I'm really feeling what you're saying, but, but you know what I mean? Like yeah. it is, there is an element of, Oh, I, I need to figure out where, where I don't think it's a pep talk. I think you literally have to figure out you know, I mean, you're taking medication, you're trying these things, and maybe that works, but maybe there's a part of it's like, I want to do some yoga. I want to really take care of my, my diet. I really want to take care of my sleeping. Yeah. And I want to see if doing those things contribute to over making it like more manageable. Because I don't think these panic attacks go away. I don't think this anxiety goes away. I think you have to just learn how to cope with it mm-hmm. and know what it is and register it and... They, oh, it's happening, and this is what I do, and this is what I need, and this is the space, and I need to have it. But those are just my instincts. Yeah, that's what my brain is telling me could be possible solutions. I have no idea. Yeah, I'm I just a either. fucking badass rock star, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's undoubtable. <laughs> I mean, I'm obviously a rock star. So you're obviously a rock star. Yeah, yeah. I guess my only tips would be that I would try to lean in on the creative part of you and see if the emotional part of you can come along for some of that ride and maybe find a medium between the two. Yeah, but we're thinking of you out there, man. I, it's it's tough feeling like you're in a rut. Creatively. Yeah, panic attacks, anxiety, depression, all of that stuff that you you know I feel like is so these mental things I feel like are so new, not new, but like making us wonder like, do we have all of these things figured out and understand like these uh, these illnesses? You know, I I think we're we're so far behind, and not that we're behind, we're just not there yet. Right. We're not there I mean, yet on understanding the human mind, and yeah. it's it's truly so much deeper and vast than I think we currently understand. That the there's a part of us just wants to go. Oh, that person's depressed. We'll be happy. Like you want to just you you wish in your heart it was just that simple. Right. And so I, I think maybe Dan and I threw out something that you could work for you, but you know Dan and I could have also just thrown out the equivalent of we'll just be happy and we don't know it. Right. <laughs> yeah. But we hope it works out for you. Let us know how you're doing. If the if this even sparks a different idea within yourself that has a different approach that works, hopefully that happens as well. Yeah, but, but keep I, us updated. Let yeah. us know because we can bring it back up and let other people know. And you and you're uh, you know you're challenging yourself to to work through it and get back into your, that place. And I think you need to remember to give yourself credit for that because even being in the struggle is better than giving up. And uh, we don't want you to give up. So thanks, buddy. Thanks for sending. Sincerely. Your pen pals, Rory Scoble and Daniel Van Kirk. Daniel, Daniel.